Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm here today with uh, an old professor, actually, from the college I went to, DeSales University. But um, you're, he's no longer work, working for DeSales, in fact, but we'll get to that later. Uh, his name's Kervin Huber. How are you, Kervin? I'm good. How are you, Doug? I'm doing great. I'm really glad uh, you could be here tonight. So l- how about give the listeners a little bit of background on who you are and what you do? Oh, boy. Okay. <clears throat> well, I was at the Sales University. I think I taught there for about four years, uh, which I think was the 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 stint when you were there also. <laughs> yes, were, exactly. I mean, we were there together for almost the same four years. Um, and then I came up here to Massachusetts and started teaching at Becker College. And uh, Becker has a, a very prevalent game design program. So that was, you know, one of my main draws to it. And uh, when I got up here, I kind of hopped on a freight train and there's a lot of great things going on. Um, but, you know, my my overall or general background is that I come from the 3D training and simulation industry, not necessarily games and entertainment. And uh, I have uh, kind of a mixed bag of of degrees. I have a bachelor's of art in sculpture, which I think is what got me into 3D modeling and animation. And then sure. uh, and then I got a master's of science in computer science and then uh, went back and got an MFA in illustration. So I've always waffled back and forth between uh, art and technology, I, I would say. Yeah, I think they they both go hand in hand. So to be uh, well-balanced is a really highly desired feature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, what? so you say you have a little bit of game design background. I remember when you were teaching at the sales, you were, you were the first person that got me introduced to Blender and Autodesk Maya and 3DS Max and uh, those kinds of software. Are you still using those? Oh, yeah. Using them uh, to even more of an extent than, <laughs> than we did at, at uh, the sales. Um, we are, uh, let's see, I teach... Actually, I haven't taught Blender, but we do have a Blender course. Um, we're putting it into a a category of what we call uh, open source tools or indie design on a budget, which is really it's something that that I think the industry needs because you know even for one well let me put it this way Autodesk for instance in the past something like Maya or 3ds Max would cost thirty five hundred dollars for a license and they've They've brought the price down. They're on subscription programs, which is sort of a trend in the industry now. You pay by month instead of paying for a perpetual license. But even okay. if you, yeah, you know, even if you you have five buddies that get together and you want to start making uh, assets for games, that means you need to have five licenses. And even at let's say two hundred and fifty dollars yeah. a pop per month, that still adds up to a lot of money. So uh, it it really it's nice to have the option of tools like Blender and GIMP and, and there's a whole, whole slew of them out there. Um, but to answer your, your question more specifically, I'm, I'm teaching the, the, the whole gamut of it. I I'm pretty heavily ingrained in Autodesk now myself. So I teach Maya 3ds max. Uh, I teach ZBrush, which is made by pixel logic, uh, motion builder, which is an Autodesk product. Um, and and then we also do use the Unreal Engine quite a bit, which is the you know newer newer uh, updated shinier version of oh geez what were we using at the sales I think it was oh we un- were using Unreal Runtime I think it wasn't it Unreal Runtime I think so yeah we yeah definitely yeah. it was dated <laughs> uh-huh. but, uh, that's cool uh, so I was just gonna ask so you do do some stuff with uh, game engines and Unreal and stuff what about Unity for instance that's oh, another Unity one of those is- free. 
Yeah, yeah. Unity is very big. Um, I'm probably our main faculty member that's been pushing Unreal. Uh, most of the others and most of our level design classes have focused around Unity up to this point, but that is changing. Um, I think Epic Games has or is <laughs> revolutionizing the game engine industry. The stuff they're putting out there and the speed at which they're doing it is just amazing. And I think they're going to, you know, they're really going to come out on top with, with their actions. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. We have a pretty heavy integration with with industry, and in particular, there's an organization that that is statewide throughout Massachusetts, but they are physically based on our campus, so we sort of have a an in with them, I guess you could say, and it's called Mass Digi, uh, and it it's a an organization that promotes the collaboration between education and industry. And, and through that, our students get to work on a lot of, of real projects. And the most recent, uh, what I want to say, push that they've, they've had or program is that they're going out, MassDigi goes out and they buy up uh, IPs for, for games that went defunct or didn't quite make it for whatever reason. And then they're repackaging them, figure out what they did wrong and, and, and bringing students in to work on it. And then they, they, uh, remarket the program again, so it's it's uh, it, it gives them a lot of really nice experience. So, uh, so those types of projects are filtered into both classes and internships, and also a summer program. So, so it, there there's quite a bit of that going on uh, outside of just simply you know teaching, let's say Unreal or Unity in a particular class. Oh, awesome! Yeah, that sounds like a really great opportunity for someone that's trying to get into that field. So. Highly recommend any listeners going into game design, check out Becker, because they got it going on. <laughs> but, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, totally. That sounds sweet. Um, but for instance, you though, like you said, um, you have more of a sculpting and, uh, and like kind of AutoCAD background. Uh, what kind of projects have you been working on lately? Or, or are you mainly focused on like your curriculum and stuff? No, no. The great thing that happened when I came up to Becker was that it gave me the ability well, I, uh, let me back up a little bit. When I first came up here, we did a lot of um, of curriculum design, but just within the past year, we've been able to hire two additional faculty members that are specific to 3D also. So actually, for the first time in my career, I'm in a a, a department where I'm not the only 3D specialist, and it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so we have uh, both the guys came to us from uh, a, uh, a AAA game company called Turbine, which is based up here in in Massachusetts, actually in Boston. So the one guy is heavily in the modeling and the other one's uh, specializes in animation. But in any case, uh, what I'm getting at is that they, since they've come on board, they've sort of taken over the, the curriculum side of what we're doing. And I've been free to go out and, and find external projects and, and I'm working on some grant projects. So it's been really exciting. And, and yes, my, my focus has, has taken a turn away from just always concentrating on curriculum. So it's a nice, breath of fresh air. Oh, absolutely. And someone with your creative ability, it's like, I, I would hope that you have the time to utilize it. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely going to um, put in our show notes some of the, like your renders and stuff. Some of, uh, I remember, I'm just thinking from a, a couple, maybe within a year or so on Facebook, you posted like a render of, um, uh, I'm, uh, it was definitely maybe a Mad Hatter or something. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was a Mad Hatter. Yeah. 
Yeah, that I was that was really that, totally impressive. So I'll try to see if I can sc- scout that down. Yeah, but, I mean, um, you could. Uh, I have. Um, I think I keep more work probably though on uh, my my portfolio site, which is a. Uh, I mean, if you just type in my name, Kervin Huber, you'll find uh, a link called that to ProSite, um, and I, that's that has probably more of my work on than what uh, even Facebook does. Oh, fantastic! No, that's great. I'll definitely put that link in the show notes as well. And speaking of your name. It's pretty unique. Like, you're the only Curvin Huber that I know of. And yet, when I typed into the Skype directory, there was two of you. <laughs> I'm oh. like, think, I was thinking to myself, uh, will the, uh, will the real, uh, Curvin yeah. Huber please stand up? Because <laughs> I didn't expect there to be another one. That's interesting. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I only ever came across my name once before the name Curvin, not Curvin Huber. Uh, and then he was a, a running back for, for Pitt from maybe 20 years ago. <laughs> oh, wow. That's funny. Um, well, all right. So since you're um, in such a game-centric like zone, wh- what are some of the coolest games you've seen within the past like years working at Becker? Like, were, were they student projects, or were they just other things that you happen to um, be involved with? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, in terms of the games the students have done at Becker... Uh, I, you know, I, I don't get to see a lot of them just in, in terms of what I do, because I still do concentrate primarily on, you know, I, I really don't like this buzzword, but it's the, I guess the best way to describe it, serious games, which is basically, you know, training and simulation. Uh, yeah. so there's, there's a lot of other faculty members that really handle the, the entertainment titles that the students work on, but there is one that uh, I have seen, and it's called Midnight Terrors. And we are, the reason I know about it is because we're also working on a a short uh, 3D short film that's based off of the premise of the game that we're going to be submitting to some short film contests. So uh, I really like that game. I like kind of creepy games. And so that one caught my eye right away. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah, this film is um is is a Becker project. Um it's it's not I mean the the first contest that we're entering is actually in Spain. Um and it's not specific to students. Anybody can enter. So okay. the way the way we're handling it is that the students are working on the film as as interns and I'm sort of heading the project. So I'm working as the producer, director and technical director and then all the students do the the animation, the asset design, the concept art, the storyboards, and and so on. So wow. Um, so it, it's it's a it's a heavily integrated process between myself and the students. Absolutely, and if I'm not mistaken, just recently I saw on Facebook, uh, you guys were doing motion capture. Uh, is that for the same project? Uh, no, no. Um, one of the research projects that I got started on about oh last August was with. Uh, a company called Noitom, and they're out of Beijing, China. And they are a group of engineers that are building, well, they, they were in the motion capture industry, and they decided that they wanted to make a system that uh, that's affordable, but but good. You know, that's, there aren't many of them out there. <laughs> uh, unless you spend twenty or $30,000, you don't get something that's really flexible and easy to use. And um, so they had a a fundraiser on Kickstarter, I think it was, and another faculty member at our school had pointed it out to me. 
And so I said, you know, I said, well, you know what? I'm just going to contact the engineers. <laughs> so nice. I contacted them directly. Uh, we ended up meeting at IndyCAD out in LA last fall. And from there, we just kind of formed a collaboration. And it turns out they, they really, they wanted somebody who could, could build English based courseware, English speaking courseware for them. So, you know, it's sort of like a, a barter system in a way. They said, well, listen, we'll send you one of our prototype systems. You can use it in your principles of motion capture class this semester. You record all of your materials and, and allow us to use it as courseware. And, you know, we'll go from there. So, uh, what you saw on, on Facebook is related to that particular course. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was super, um, it looks super interesting and that sounds like a great opportunity. So that's, I'm glad mm -hmm. you found that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Cool. Um, all right. Well, I'm trying to think here. Uh, sometimes we play conversation games, but I'm like, I'm, I'm not sure if I necessarily want to go down that road just yet. Mm -hmm. But um, Okay. <laughs> I don't know what uh, that is. But <laughs> okay. I'll explain if we get to, if we get to that. Okay. But, um, sure. <laughs> you also have a background in computer science. Are you keeping up with any programming languages by any, at all? I mean, it's probably hard to keep up with everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, not particularly i started down the uh gosh the name of the language is slipping oh uh python <laughs> i gotcha. started down the python road briefly and just got inundated with other stuff and it didn't happen but <clears throat> what i found though is that i really love node-based programming visual programming and so i keep myself in the mix in that regard. What's great about node-based programming is that you can concentrate on logic flow and, and all of the, really the concepts behind programming and how you would build some kind of functional system without having to learn the language. You know, and to some degree, the syntax of the language can be a real stopping point and it shouldn't because fundamentally, all the programming languages are the same. It's just syntax, their language that's different. So if you have a node-based system, you know, it's just all about visually seeing how it fits together. So for instance, um, the thing that really got me started on it was the ICE system in Softimage. It's um, the interactive creation environment, I think is what ICE stands for. Okay. Um, and now a very sad thing happened though. Autodesk decided to put soft image to bed after this year <laughs> oh no so, way yeah yeah that was very disappointing why um, why is this they just don't have enough production houses and licenses out there compared to 3ds max and maya okay so they're letting it go and as soon as i read that i was heartbroken but i'm like well i'm putting it down and i did and i haven't opened up soft image since i saw that announcement but then yeah. i ended up i found node-based systems well, because of that, okay, well, if I'm going to do anything in 3ds Max, I got to find a node-based system. Uh, or the other, the reason I really uh, jumped on the Unreal Engine bandwagon is because of its blueprint system, which is all node-based, which is just awesome. So, so that's really the the capacity with which I'm I'm staying up with the programming side of things, I guess you could say. Okay, sure. Yeah. And the one node-based system that I'm uh, even just briefly familiar with is uh, the one in Blender. Oh, yeah. There's the uh, Blender's compositor and its uh, material and shader system is all node-based. But I just saw an announcement that 
they that the Blender Foundation is working on making Blender 100% node base across the board, which would be really cool. Oh yeah, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. That that's exciting. But um as far as your background with um mechanical and like AutoCAD and stuff, what do you de- necessarily do? Is it are you a freelancer in that regard? I mean, obviously you have this thing going with uh the motion capture video and the coursework, but um mm-hmm. do you do I guess technical 3D models of I well, I don't even know, let's say like a faucet <laughs> or something. Okay. <laughs> well, it's probably not even as exciting as a faucet. But <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I um you know, I I do continue to do consulting, freelance, whatever kind of work, you know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um Specific to AutoCAD, uh, I've been working for a company in Pennsylvania, actually, out of Bethlehem. And I, I, they're a, they build machines for the paper industry, for the newspaper industry, like the thing that the machine that it'll put inserters and flyers into the newspaper, like very, very specific tasks. And, um, so basically what I do is they give me their, <clears throat> excuse me, they're AutoCAD drawings. And then I have to build those into a 3D model that we would then animate and and put into some kind of promo piece. Oh, awesome. So that's that's been the kind of work I've been doing for about the past... I've been doing stuff for them for about the past year or so. Um, and outside of that, I do a lot of work in 3DS Max specifically uh, for the Center for Disease Control. I've actually been doing... I've been on like a seven-year project with them now. Oh, nice. And that's actually, that's characters and environments and things like that. Oh, cool. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Do you guys do much uh, 3D printing or anything? Uh, The college does have two 3D printers, but I have not used them at all yet. Oh, surprising. I'm really surprised at that. Uh, I feel like if if I were you, I'd be like trying it all out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I... I'd like to, but I just, uh, it, it's something that's fallen by the wayside and the, the motion capture and animation. And then, sure, you know, the, it just did, you know, before you know it, the year's gone by and yeah. I haven't touched it again. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think here. Uh, we sometimes play a conversation game. I don't know if you're up for it, but, um, it's, it's pretty much. Yeah. What is, how do, what is it? (laughs) All right. Well, there's two of them, but since there's only uh, two of us tonight, we're kind of limited, but uh, it's called 10 questions. Basically, I come up with something uh, semi-random. I'll give you a category, but then you have ten questions that are yes or no questions to try to narrow it down. So, and I'm trying to think maybe something along the lines of animated movie or something, uh, but I, I don't want to make it too uh, impossible either. <laughs> okay. So wait. So how does this work again? <laughs> um. So like, I'll do an example. Um. Let's say. The topic is music, and I tell you, oh, I've come up with uh, an album, and you have 10 questions to narrow it down. So it's basically like, did the album come out 
before this year? And uh, it's like you have to phrase it in a yes oh, or no way. Okay, okay. So I, I ask you question. I ask you yes and no questions. Yes, and you have ten. And if you don't make it in ten, it's just game over. But if you if you guess okay. in time, that's it's 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 just meant to see if we can do it. But I'm not sure. I'm gonna try to make it <laughs> as as. I don't have much hope for myself. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> but I'll have much. I'll give hope. it a shot. I don't have much hope because I want to like pick something that's not like impossible too. So let me think here. <laughs> Um, all right. I know what I'm going to go with. All right. So the category is a, a 3d animated, uh, feature film. There's plenty of them out there. So I guess, uh-huh. yeah. So your, your objective is to ask 10 yes or no questions in order to filter it down. Okay. Okay. Um, was it a Pixar movie? Yes. <laughs> that was a great question. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Um, hmm. Did it have a hot air balloon? No. So we're okay. eight questions. That's two questions. Yeah, okay. Eight more. All right. Um, did it feature cars? No. Ah, you know, the problem here is that I don't think I've seen like the last few Pixar movies. (laughs) Uh, Did it take place in the ocean? No. So Mm. we are down to six. Six. Hmm. Did it involve superheroes? No. (laughs) I know this is, this is really good. I didn't expect to get this far. (laughs) Hmm. Okay, well, you know, I probably shouldn't have wasted all those. Um, hmm. Was it released within the last two years? No. Oh, okay. Well, then I, then I have a better shot at it, although that was a wasteful question. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so, huh. You got four. So. Was, okay. I've got four, yeah. Okay, um... Did it revolve around toys? Uh, no, def not no, not not at all. Okay, so, okay. okay. The final three, you you can final do this. I, I know we're we're pretty narrow now. <laughs> like the, the, what's <laughs> but left I'm almost here. running out of what movies <laughs> I know from Pixar. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I know. Okay. Uh, did it feature bugs? No. Oh, down to two. <laughs> This is getting close. Uh, hmm. I can't think of any of their other movies. You're, uh, you're totally allowed to Google and cheat if you need to. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was just thinking of doing because I can't remember what any of their other movies are. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Because I'm sure yeah. other people, when we've played this game, they've cheated and still had it trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny because the students, I show them the Pixar story every year and – you know, I'm drawing a blank on all the movies that they've done. <laughs> um, did it... Was the main character a little robot? Yes. Uh, so it's Wally. <laughs> it is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> really good. You're down to the wire on that one. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> no, awesome. Glad we could play. That was fun. <laughs>
Oh man. But yeah, I mean, I pretty much, I think that's about all for tonight. I mean, is there anything you'd like to plug or like just kind of an opportunity to just tell people about, um, your projects you're working on or anything like that? No, I guess I would say, you know, most of the stuff I work on is serious games. Like right now we're, we're working on a possible grant project to teach first responders how to deal with emergency situations. So, you know, oh, wow. it's not like I say, Hey, go on out and check this out. <laughs> uh, so I would say probably the most entertaining thing that maybe anybody would be interested in is the, you know, the short film that we're, we're working on. So I would say, tell everybody to keep their eye on SUMA 3D, S-U-M-M-A 3D. Uh, it's a, an organization in Spain and that's going to be our, the, the, the first contest that we shoot for. And, I think things should be rolling in there sometimes toward, toward the end of the semester. So maybe check it out around that time. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds exciting. So, yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it'll be titled Midnight Terrors. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for coming on tonight. And, uh, yeah, well, thanks, Doug. Yeah, of course. Um, and yeah, if any, if you guys, uh, like the show, please, uh, take the time to give us a review on iTunes. You can always reach out to us on Twitter. Our handle's ABT Silence. And we also have a Facebook and a YouTube channel, so get in touch with us. Um, thanks so much again, Kervin, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week.